The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Quasi funny jokes. That's right, chipheads. We are back with another one-upsmanship about, I think, one of your favorite franchises. Even though this is a spinoff, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Get ready, everybody. I'm joined by my beautiful, although somewhat manic host. Who me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that manic You've enough? Only I don't. Ever- <laughs> You always yes submarine my bits <laughs> every time you submarine them. Oh, that one shit. was uh, not even intentional. I was busy like parsing the <laughs> sentence that you just. Now, when yeah. you say one of your favorite franchises, were you referring to me? Who's the you in that I meant, sentence? Uh, the the you, yeah, the you is the shipheads who I believe. The royal you. Uh, uh, you truly this? believe that this is uh, one of the most favorite franchises of our user base? That's I interesting. Our listenership. It- Probably is. There's four sure. games now. That's a lot in the franchise. Well, you know, they're in good company because we brought someone along who I know loves this game a whole lot. Mm. Hey, third voice. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I'm Abe Epperson, and I'm your guest today. Yeah, you are. Uh, the hey best guys. company. Hey the guys. That's company. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're truly just a devoted shiphead and know us from One Ups only, uh, you might not know that. Abe is the other big bean over at Small Beans, our erstwhile podcasting network. Oh, yes. um, so, yeah, we co-host a bunch of stuff together. And mm-hmm. he and I played through Tiny Tina's Wonderlands completely together, yes. joined at the hip, joined at the gun. That's yeah. so fun. A- yeah. Adam, did you do it solo? I played actually a little bit with our boy Abe here and uh, our okay. other boy, Brendan. You know, shout out to him. And, out, uh, and I played the rest of it solo. Okay. That's kind of revealing yeah the abe 
I'm I so sorry. Speak Adam. for you. No, no, no. But you, no, it was a dick move on my part. <laughs> no, no, no. The fact <laughs> that you played it through it completely with me and some with mm-hmm. Adam and probably on your own, like you've played a fair bit of yeah. of uh, this game. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've played a fair bit of this franchise. Um, Borderlands is the word I was looking for. Borderlands. <laughs> uh, yeah, I played. I've played some Borderlands. Uh, this is the one that I've played probably the least of. Obviously, it's the most That's recent. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, no, I've played, I played uh, a lot of three and a lot. Before of two. we dive into format, yeah, would you be willing to reveal your hour count in three? Because that was something that came to light while we were playing this. Yeah, that I found compelling. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I probably put into Borderlands three. I'm just talking about Borderlands three. I probably put uh, upwards of a thousand hours. Uh, Whoa! Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a, a, a probably Whoa. maybe anywhere right, between baby. a thousand to twelve hundred. It was my main game for several years, and yeah. I didn't play any other games basically. So well, you played Rocket League because you're such a Rocket Boy. This is pre Rocket uh, League. Now, now I'm okay. a Rocket Boy. <laughs> yeah, you really are a Rocket Boy, uh, soaring to my heart. Okay, that's so we're truly riding with a Borderlands expert today, which is exciting to yeah, me personally. I don't know about that. Still trash. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's right. You'll need your ten thousand hours, right? You're you're a tenth of the way there. He's he's putting uh, on his cell shaded tuxedo as we speak. Yeah. One <laughs> day I'll be yeah, handsome, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Mm. But now that you know us and uh, what we're all about, I guess we'll get into format. <laughs> chill, Let's chill. pass our first checkpoint and uh, enter a segment we called "Tell Me Like I'm Eight Bit." where if you have no idea what we've been talking about at all, we sort of clue you into the broader context of the game, the franchise, the myth, the legend, the tiny Tina's wonderlands. Uh, Adam, shall I take it this time? Is that I mean, acceptable? You're, you're, you're operating at such a high level right now. You're, you're a real, uh, you're a real, it's butt the mania, stallion. man. It's the mania. I yeah. can't Peak stop. I can't stop. You're a really beautiful <laughs> sure. butt stallion. So take it mm-hmm. away, sir. All right, so I'll tell you like your 8-bit, and by you, I mean the royal you, the shipheads themselves. This game is called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and the first thing you should know is that it's a spinoff of a franchise called Borderlands. And the things you need to know about Borderlands are that it's a first-person shooter series in a cel-shaded style, known for its like quirky, I would say lowbrow sense of humor, and just sort of fun grinding loop with uh, dr- millions of different possible types of guns you can get. So it's the loop is just running around this animated landscape, shooting psychopaths, picking up better and better and f- funnier, more interesting, more quirky guns until you beat all the bosses and navigated your way through the story. And the story usually involves vault hunters searching for a treasure in a vault on an alien planet and uh you know the hyperion corporation all this sci-fi nonsense but for tiny tina's wonderlands they've done this sort of um slightly smaller in scope but still i would say a full-on game uh that's set in tiny tina's wonderlands which is or i'm sorry bunkers and badasses which is a game within the story world of borderlands so in borderlands there's a part where you play a Dungeons and Dragons analog game called Bunkers and Badasses. And this is a spinoff where that is the whole game. Like, let's do a Bunkers and Badasses campaign. Interestingly, when I was at IGN, I got to film a thing with some of the folks in this game where we played Bunkers and Badasses because they also released a real tabletop RPG version of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And that was fun. 
Interesting. Um, but this is not that. This is the video game version of that. And uh, the other thing I'll note about it is that it has an all-star cast, like uh, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett, and Andy guy Sandberg. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy whose Sandberg. name I always forget, Andy Samberg. And, uh, of course, Ashley Birch as a titular Tiny Tina. Now, of course, she's a staple voice actor uh, across vid- many great video games, but uh, very unique to get such a powerhouse cast in terms of like comedy chops, right? Um, so those are the notable things about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's still cartoony. You still wander around shooting. They still drop a million guns on you, and most of them you discard until you find your favorite, your soulmate gun, and blast everything in sight. 8-bit, 9-bit, 10-bit, done. <laughs> wow. I guess we're going to have to pass another checkpoint into the rants. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I guess we are. beautifully explained, though. Yeah, you really, got it all. Yeah, you really did. Except you uh, didn't explain the game. I mean, like, <laughs> right. like Actually, the story. the one thing that people should know <laughs> about it is that it's it's in a genre that's, I think, still growing in popularity, which is called the looter shooter genre, which is a first-person shooter that is RPG-ish in that you're constantly playing levels uh, to get better and better guns with distinct uh, qualities and attributes and stuff. I said um, that. Didn't I say that? I don't think he, you he did. did. He, he said that. He said oh, that. did he? Okay. I'm yeah. just uh, reiterating it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm nobutting your explanation, which is my famous movie. No, no, you, you need. You always need to. With Michael, I have learned through the many years of knowing Michael, you just got to establish status, even if it's a lie, really early. Really. <laughs> you know, yeah, shove my nose in it. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. No, no, he didn't do it right. Way <laughs> yeah, even if he's totally in the right, just tell him he's a yeah. fuck up. Yeah. But psychological warfare here between the beans. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, you mind if I jump on as player one? I, I mean, unless Abe, do you want the honor of being player? No, one? no, please, okay, please. This it. is fun no, let's for sandwich. me. Okay. Let's sandwich. Let's do this that. Dude. That's Ooh. Ooh, we're gonna smush him together, baby. Uh, I can't wait for An your bread. Onion sandwich. <laughs> you, you're gonna get it. Bread get one bread. incoming. That's right. Um, okay, Tiny Tina's. So. It's more Borderlands. That's, you know, pretty good. Uh, I do think Borderlands is, broadly speaking, fun. Broadly speaking, enjoyable for tone. Um, I don't laugh at it now. Uh, I laughed at it in Borderlands 2 a little bit, maybe because I was younger. Also, maybe because Handsome Jack was sort of the most interesting character in this franchise. Um, In this version, I was impressed with Ashley Birch's voice acting. Um, who I, I, I the character of Tiny Tina? I know why they decided to make a game around her. She's the f- most entertaining slash uh, engaging person that still exists in that universe. So I get it. They made a game. The problem to me narratively is that when we're playing a game that's really just about like, and then I'm having my friends over and doing a D and D campaign, and that's all it is. It's pretty low stakes. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like, hey, this feels like a short film version of a story where it's like, what a cute little story, and that's not the best way to set up a shooter, you know, where you always want to feel like, man, I'm blasting my way to the end of the universe. So the story is just a little arbitrary for me, and it made me feel a little sad that they spent so much money on really great talent like Will Arnett, um, even Wanda Sykes, who kind of disappears in this game, which is a real bummer. Um, because they, it just sort of felt a little like half-hearted, and and that's like a writing problem. The stakes are kind of low. Um, as far as the gameplay, it's it's not worse. It's probably I'd say very the same. Um, I thought that 
just getting new guns at an interesting pace at, at a good pace was a problem. I felt like it took me a very long time to get better guns. Like I was, I'd run like four levels with the same guns or five levels. And it was like, man, give me something else. You know, like, uh, it, it got, it got really stagnant there and they kept giving me improvements on, uh, the more marginal sort of st like statistic driven damage, which I don't get to like wield. It's more like damage that's happening in the background, like with my companions or with my spells that I use once in a while, or my melee weapon I use, you know, one out of ten engagements maybe. So like, they were they were focused loot on the wrong things. Like I want my guns to be better. That's the first thing, you know. Like like do that, and that didn't happen much. Um, as far as what am I killing, you know, uh, the fantasy world is uh, is I for whatever reason less interesting to me here in part because they do so much frankensteining of you know it's magic and there's skeletons and wizards but it's also guns and it's also like a D, D campaign where the characters are alive and have their own willpower but also still subject to the game so like the rules of it made it less interesting um i know that seems a little bit arbitrary as a person who plays looter shooters like destiny where there will never be an end to that conflict you know so it's like how can you even get invested and the way they've chosen to skin that, you know, uh, skin that onion, so to speak, is by constantly bringing in new bad guys and expanding the lore that you've already ingested and expecting you to care about all that. And that has its own set of problems. This is more like, you know, it's a fun little detour from, you know, the main Borderlands. And they expect you to already like Borderlands, so they don't do a lot of work to get you excited about this Borderlands. And as a consequence of it, I was tired of it by hour 20 um, because it's not my favorite looter shooter loop. I prefer others. I mean, Destiny's the obvious one, but there's others that I think are more fun. Uh, so that's my rant. It's now time for player two to log in. Abe Epperson, let's go. Mm. Uh, I have a slightly different perspective from you. I agree on almost every single one of your points, especially about the story. Um, I think actually this iteration of Borderlands, the gameplay is smoother than it's ever been. And they really did some great jobs, great work on that. Um, I think Borderlands 3 was a step up from Borderlands 2 and all that stuff. I come from, from the perspective when I play a game, which I cannot fault any t other player for not understanding or playing it in the way that I play it. You know, everyone gets sure. from games whatever they want. I grew up with like Diablo 2, so I have no problem doing like two doing like a two hour run and lower caress just to find runes you know it's like it's nonsense mm. it's a waste of your time and, and everyone's time unless you really care about runes and in this game you're right it's the guns and i think that because you come from like a destiny mindset and it's almost the mindset of all fps's which is kind of why i like this one it's like the the weird brother of looter shooters i mean it's foundational in that regard but like of just like the idea of uh gearing up like even call of duty i would put in this category of just like incremental change over time with your guns the percentage is higher the, the number is now green or blue or whatnot in borderlands i have always been about the idea that like what's really what you get a, a blast out of in this game is looking up builds or designing them yourself um for example in borderlands 3 
there was a build called like the Ricochet Witch, right? And that was for the Amara character, who's a siren. And the idea is that you would just fire into like the more there is a mob, the more people are around, the stronger you are. Because when you'd hit a crit on one like enemy, the ricochets would carry all the elemental like dot damage from your gear. So you basically just could grind and find a gun uh, and then you just delete everything from the game the second that you walk in. You did not need to worry about survivability. You didn't even need to worry about hit points because if you're quick enough, you could just go through the game 100%. Likewise, completely different. There's another build that uh, used a different gun called the Shrieking Devil, which was one of my favorite because it's not even an, uh, uh, like a projectile weapon. And that's what gets us down into like the nooks and crannies of what makes borderlands good which is that that gun for example it was just an aoe blast effect it's like a really stupid gun like if you equipped it out of the gate you would just be like what's the point of this because the second that you fire it it kills you because it would just blow you up but if you mix it with some gear like if you get the iteration of it that's radiation and then mix it with some gear that's like a rad suit you could heal yourself instead and so you just walk through the map exploding and radiating your enemies while you heal. So, like, the, to me, it's the uniqueness of the builds that really make it shine. And you're absolutely right that that doesn't happen until level, like, 20 or 30. Mm -hmm. So it's very, like, so you have to grind through it. I've never had a problem to do that because I anticipate putting in 100 hours. But if you're the kind of casual player who only wants to put 20 hours into this game... It's not, you'd probably be better spent just doing the incremental change and doing like a Destiny or something like that. Um, but that's really what the heart of Borderlands to me is. And the only other thoughts that I would have on this iteration is I played on PC, I played with Michael, he played on console. Uh, there is a lot of improvements to like things like quality of life from the past, like ammo management. The legendary drops feel like they're more like Borderlands 2 instead of Borderlands 3. So instead of just dropping all the time, everything kind of felt precious. And I like that step uh, in terms of the franchise. But what I didn't like on PC is that it was buggy as all hell. <laughs> like, mm. I get thrown out of games constantly. Uh, in one particular instance, we were playing through. Uh, Michael and I were fighting the final boss, Will Arnett. And, you know, it was a good battle. Michael died at one point. It was running back from spawn, and it was important. And I guess it's important for you to know that if you both die in this game, if you're playing co-op, then the boss... Uh, Your progress reset. The progress, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, so we had him on the... Like, we were about to kill him, and he was running back, and we were like, ah, oh, and it was like a great gaming moment, right? Uh, and I hit him down. He had, like, 2% health. Michael seconds away from getting back into his, uh, getting back into the arena, and I stop because I want Mike to be there for the kill. I see him literally land. I aim at the boss, crash. <laughs> I have to restart oh, the game. No. I come back and I literally missed all of the final cutscenes, so I had to beat it on my own. I join as like the last shot of the game plays, and it's like literally no. I, he went. I went like okay. I. Oh, I get final shot at him. Where are you? You're frozen. And he's like, I know I'm, I got kicked. I'm coming back. And as he logged back in, uh, Tina was throwing the dice at the screen and it said the end. <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, damn. Perfect. It was so, it was so, it was perfect because it was just like the whole playthrough was like riddled with that problem. Um, mm. 
The voice chat is really shitty. I don't know why. It's loud as fuck. I'm sorry. There's like construction happening at my house. If you can hear this, I, I apologize. Tell I couldn't. Yeah. The complaint. Yeah, exactly. Great. It's loud as fuck, and uh, it makes people sound like they're on, uh, like I don't know. There's they have their audio gain set up like a too subway. High. PA yeah, system. it's really yeah. bizarre <laughs> that they screwed that up, and that could be a crossplay thing. Maybe that's not everyone's experience. It just was mine. There seem to be um, pretty numerous crossplay complaints. Right. Uh, yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, and uh, I thought the selling menu was also stepped down. Like the it was poorly used. Uh, either it was a buggy visual glitch, or I just thought that the UI kept you from like going to the vending machines and comparing stuff easily. Whereas in the past, that was a lot easier to do. So I had a little bit. I had a few gripes with like the design, but overall, the gameplay experience of just a smooth first-person shooter was there if not better uh than other installments in this franchise and i if if you're looking to sink hundreds of hours on a freight on this type of franchise and you enjoy the grind uh, i'm sure a lot of people find time to enjoy it for years and i guess that's my rant boom wow player three plugging and we go uh i'm just gonna orient folks with like where i'm coming from so that during game on the things that I say can be taken in that context. So uh, I really liked Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I had a great time playing through it with Abe. I have I ha had more fun with it than I've ever had with a Borderlands game. I completely want to highlight what he said about the fact of unique builds and take it back to something Adam did, which is compare it to Destiny 2. Um, another very notable looter shooter, if you're unfamiliar. I've Destiny 2 has something that's interesting about it in my relationship to it, which is that I continuously come back to Destiny 2 and I have put definitely over 100 hours somewhere in that neighborhood into it. And yet I have never picked up, like Adam will say to me sometimes, oh, I ground enough and I finally got Galahorn was the classic one back in the day. But I'm, sh you know, right. there's many much newer ones that are sought after. Um I have n never organized my time in such a way that I've ever gotten any legendary anything ever. Um, all I do is because I don't care about that. I don't like grinding. I don't care about the slot machine of RNG and getting the thing, the golden ticket. I play destiny because I like the actual moment to moment of experience of shooting in destiny. So I don't really care like, it's interesting that I've put enough hours to have done that, but I don't finish raids. I don't do all this other stretch goal stuff that I could be doing. And as a result, I just sort of play it as, like, I would play Doom. Like, it is just a first-person shooter that I can hop in and out of when I feel like first-person shooting. And that contrasts very heavily from Borderlands in a way that I do think makes Borderlands unique and the perfect like Abe summed it up perfectly. It's the Diablo effect where in this game guns way more than in destiny, I would get a gun and armor combination that reminded me of back in the day, like building a magic, the gathering deck where I'd be like, Oh, that's a unique piece of synergy that I didn't like, you know, you'd get something you think is bad. Like, Oh, I have to discard, but I don't want to discard. Oh, but this card makes it so that when you discard, you gain life. Like I love shit like that. And borderlands, the combos between the guns, the spells, and the armor turns shooting into that in a way that I feel like even Destiny, the legendaries you get are like, 
it's like all the other rocket launchers, but it does way more damage. Or it's like all the other fusion rifles, but it feels a little different and it does something slightly different. In Borderlands, because it's wacky, it's like, uh, like Abe said, it explodes with radiation, but heals you or it shoots, it arcs lightning in all directions. Like they just tend to be cooler. And I really, really appreciated that in Wonderlands more than I ever have before. I thought the melee was more satisfying than even the Destiny melee, which is a little minor thing, but I, like, if you're going to be doing Dungeons and & Dragons and it's and you're adding guns, I get that it's going to be mainly focused on guns, but you really need hacking and slashing, and I actually found that they did enough to spice up the, like, melee fighting was satisfying too. All the different classes were satisfying. I have all the same problems I have with it that I have with every Borderlands game, which is that the writing to me is egregiously bad like popsicle stick bad uh it pains me that such talented actors are doing these jokes um and if you like the jokes great you know like i'm happy you get that out of it but or you know the side quests are like find the stinkiest loincloth of the goblin clan a lot of that shit yeah it's like high school improv prompts like what if what if you collected 10 boogers yeah (laughs) it's like so i uh I've always played these solo, and when I play these solo, I stand around thinking about the writing and how it's bad and how I hate it and waiting for the cutscene to wrap up. When I was playing it with a friend, which I highly recommend, we would just talk over that part. And then when the blue dot reappeared, we would just go towards the blue dot and kill whatever that's was right. over there. And that's such a fun way to play these games uh, that I almost question the need for there to even be a story or actors or anything. Yeah. I thought Tiny Tina's Wonderlands would have worked great as just a place to walk around shooting at stuff. Something that hasn't been brought up yet. I thought the cosmetics and I love vanity and cosmetics items. And I know Abe didn't care about this as much, but like I thought the, the vanity items in this were off the chain. Your, the character creation was really fun. And I am someone who hasn't cared for cell shading classically and hasn't cared for the look of Borderlands specifically. I thought this game was fucking gorgeous. It bypassed some sort of tipping point where I now think the cell shading looks really, really good and stylistic. Like, wooden claptrap looks so cool. I just think the world looks so cool. Um, so, yeah, I I really, really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, even, I think, more than I generally enjoy Destiny 2, which is something I never thought there would be an entry in this franchise that like topped that franchise for me. Uh, and this one really did. It really hit the spot. It wasn't over long. I loved it. That's my rant. Holy shit, man. Uh, <laughs> that was atrocious and offensive in every way. Uh, and I, we're going to have to take a break and pay some bills uh, to get yeah. over, get over so that. You can uh, gather so you your hate. Gather my rage. To no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I am very surprised. So I'm, I'm excited to get have that ready. conversation. Yeah. See you after these messages. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. We're back. Hi there, we see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my Vex Mythoclast all lined up. No, uh, really, you like this game? Uh, like, So this is your favorite looter shooter? Is that what you're saying, Mike? Yeah, I want people to judge accordingly. Uh, you know, like when I listened to Siskel and Ebert, I knew I was an Ebert guy more than a Siskel guy, and that would guide me. So people should know looter shooters never going to be my favorite genre. Yeah. I don't. It does feel hollow to me in some ways. I dip in and out of looter shooters and go yeah that killed time but but it's never going to be my favorite genre of that genre i think tiny tina's wonderlands is the most fun i've ever had yeah wow really really fun it's dope wow what it's do you dope. think is it the builds exclusively is that is that really what got you it's that the builds are wacky the look is beautiful the score reminds me of 90s zemeckis movies which is just <laughs> like a really good vibe for me and there were a few key moments that i thought like that's cooler than anything that happened in borderlands 2 for example when the tidal wave tsunami happens and you realize oh now the sea is an undersea biome that you can walk around I don't, that was cool to me. And then when like, when you fight that giant skeleton mage and you're all shrunk, I was like, this is cool. And it's honestly cooler to me than Lance Reddick telling me that the traveler is dying because the Vex have found the light. Yeah, right. I don't know. That kind of epic destiny stuff just is losing its impact on me. I'm getting lore fatigue, I think, with that world. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree that Destiny 2 feels tired now, uh, 100%. So, uh, yeah, that bothers me less than, I guess. Because if, if I was to compare this game to, and I, I know that people are going to be like, you always defend Destiny. But I really think Destiny is a much more interesting world than anything in Borderlands. But I agree that it's tired now. Like, I, I think they need a real refresh. Uh, I agree with you there. Um, did you guys? And please note that I'm saying the way I enjoyed playing it was ignoring the world and story entirely. I think that's an, if you have, well, I mean, if you have taste, cause I have, we, we have friends who are legitimately into the story. And I kind of wanted to talk about that aspect. Cause Great. I don't know how familiar you guys are with borderlands too. 
uh, we've played like it. What but this? I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, but like if you played the DLC, uh, Dragon's Keep, mm-hmm. which was the the first installment, it was the most popular DLC they had done. So this, it's like the motivation of why this m- this game even exists. And um, there are like Borderlands Two, hands down, is the best story of all the Borderlands. I'm not saying it's the best, like. It's high in the pantheon of gaming stories. I'm just saying, in terms of Borderlands, it's the best they got. You mentioned yeah, Handsome Jack. I think that's right. Uh, but one of the kind of one of the best things they do, uh, and it's surprising to come in a DLC, is that, uh, and this is spoilers for Borderlands 2, by the way, so I don't know if you haven't played that ancient game, but uh, at one point, the kind of motivation for Tiny Tina is that uh, after, during the scope of the game, you as the Vault Hunter experience the death of a uh, character named Roland, who Tiny Tina is obsessed with, thinks is God's gift to humanity, uh, is inspired by, is in love with, just can't have enough of this guy, right? And he dies. And Tiny Tina is this child who has been forced to grow up too fast in general, uh, and is uh, obviously beloved because, you know, she's basically like she's basically Rick before there was Rick and Morty. Like, like I, could, I feel like I could say that like that's not that too crazy. What, what do you but, mean, like, what do you mean by that? How, like, just the cadence me. of her voice, the idea of like, I'm going to deconstruct language right in front of you. Uh, and that's like, like my a character meta choice. Character. Mumble my way through my lines. Yeah. And yeah, just stu- yeah. And, and I'm a meta so character. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I get very that. meta and yeah. very revolutionary at the time. I would say in terms of like, uh, you know, a premier triple a franchise doing something that was like, Oh, that is a different choice. Um, but you get this, v- the only touching moment really, uh, even more than like in the story, like angels death, uh, is that tiny teen, like the whole, Dragon's Keep, you realize, is uh, it's a she's playing a game. She invented a game because she can't deal with the grief, and that is very impactful. They play it very well. Yeah. This they can't really lightning can't strike twice, so it's just like we're just doing the like like literally. Let's just do a sequel of that, and they even try a little and bit she's at just the lonely. end. She's lonely. Like that's right. That she's lonely. Yeah, yeah. They try. They try to like kind of. Right, the resolution is just so. Let's play again. Let's and play again, like, and okay. it's like okay, yeah. Uh, but like because it isn't interacted, it's not in any interaction with the story. Uh, this story feels even falls even shorter than most of the th- other stories of Borderlands. I think it absolutely and is. And the other thing is that they force you. They force you in this game, moreover than any of the other titles, to sit and watch the lore happen. Like I, if you go back and play Borderlands Two, you can run around the map while the st- hugest, the biggest story beats are happening. It's like there's only you like can three you or can four, bail. yeah, that you absolutely have to be there because you have to shoot something or something like that. Most of the time, you can just run around and shoot stuff, and you know, just while they're talking on the radio. This game really wants you to because I think they got such a stellar cast. They really want you to sit and watch it. And it's Stand like, there why? and listen to the Who goblin cares? tell you what to do. Yeah. Why? I mean, the, yeah, some of the jokes are fun. I guess some of them are. I, I laughed at blowing up the sea, as you mentioned, Michael. But man, yeah, the jokes are pretty lackluster overall. And that's just a taste of it. So, uh, okay. Obviously. So it seems like we all kind of agree that this is a this is one of their weaker story outings. And it's a franchise mm-hmm. that 
hasn't done a lot of great story anyway. Uh, but right yeah, or right? go ahead. No, Finish no, that's, the that's okay. The but I'm, yes, I'm saying I agree. so. We all agree on that. So I think I think what's interesting for this podcast is then to talk about where what is the thing that made this the best experience and let's talk about the builds and like the end game stuff right because that's right. got to be it right uh yeah i think it's one of the things was borderlands 2 and 3 from what i recall there it's a vast open world and be, they have uh vehicles you drive around and the vehicles are not that yeah those are not yeah they eliminated around. them great and great. and you use those vehicles. Those vehicles were there sort of as a stopgap because they're like, you're going to have to backtrack because it's open world and there's some fast travel, but it's we want to limit it somewhat. So if you're going to travel a long distance, you get a, in a vehicle, right? And I always just felt so bored. Like it felt like such filler. And in this one, they eliminated so much of that. They have encounters that are just random arena battle playlists where right. you just finish and it fades to black and fades up and you fight some more guys sort of like doom eternal style and i thought that was so much smarter and then not just that but in the story like overarching campaign as well there were so many ways in which they cut out backtracking and travel and traversal and i thought that was really smart in fact the few moments where we did get lost or have to cross a map entirely like get from upper left to bottom right abe and i would be like oh i remember now like i remember what i don't like about this game um i just think it was really smart to boil it down to something that i honestly didn't think would keep my attention as long as it did but it's just like mindlessly looting and shooting um and they do add in other things like i think if it's interesting the little mechanical things that they're still trying that are brand new um, for example, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they had the RNG dice in Borderlands 3, or did they? They they didn't. Uh, there was items that would add to your loot percentage chance, but there wasn't any kind of But like, I like the scavenger hunt idea. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. so in there this was, one, they had stuff D20s like that, right? hidden everywhere you could find. Mm -hmm. And it's a simple thing, right? It's just adding collectible items, but they would literally boost the RNG of the level of weapons you're going to get, like uncommon, common, rare, legendary. And uh, little things like that I just thought were really well. The hub world, Bright Hoof or whatever, was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I don't understand why they think the Butt Stallion joke is so funny <laughs> that it must like really drive bad. the whole franchise. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that one joke Handsome Jack offhandedly made sure is everything to them <laughs> it really they really love butt stallion yeah uh, but it's all in the mechanics man i just think it's yeah. it was the it was very mechanically tight and yeah i ended up getting like builds that i thought were fundamentally cool where i would like uh you know drop the hammer on a huge group of enemies and then it would arc lightning from yeah. them to another wave of enemies. We had a good, we had a good combination. Cause I forget what you were. You were a clobberinger and something. Hammer zerker. Hammer. Yeah. You're hammer zerker in the end. Cause the, uh, the combination, uh, like the multi-classing is new and that was very good. And, uh, like that's very, it's integral yeah. in the, like, development of a build without even guns which is something that's new to the franchise and i liked because it just meant as you leveled up you could have like for example i'd played a uh, berserker and i played a spore warden uh multi-class was like my main game that i played with michael and so not only was it that as i would i could summon things 
but also like a necromancer. But at the same time, I did a lot of frost damage. And then I started going towards the berserker route midway, like midstream. I was like, I started off as a spore warden. But then I adjusted because I had a melee build that I was always playing with. So by the end of the game, we would just destroy. Like, we'd have a little problems with bosses, but we would destroy mobs. Mm, uh, except yeah. for ice immunes. Because what we'd do, and, and that was like literally no one, because you're mostly like fighting sharks and like snakes and stuff. Um, it was great because I would just freeze him and he would just do crit uh smash Set damage him up and knock him down yeah and, and it was just shattered. like we, we just like coasted through like the second half of the game interesting and it was fun yeah and it, uh it really and is. it felt more bespoke i guess than when i feel like um in destiny we, i we should bring in other looter shooters but <laughs> it is the premier one i think these are the premier two franchises right now but mm-hmm. uh it feels like the difference between hunters and titans and whatever's warlocks it's not as extreme you don't you just don't no. get as extreme different behaviors out there's of them. no doubt i mean would you no no you're absolutely yeah. right about that I, I i was also thinking of the division two which i think is more of a muted looter mm-hmm. or the division as a franchise is also kind of more of a muted experience that is the, probably the best thing about borderlands as a franchise is that it's zany enough that it really creates much a much wider palette of warfare that you can that you can wage on the enemies um i will say as like one thing i just don't like about borderlands and that i liked less about this game than any of the other borderlands is the feeling of shooting like i just don't think it's very good at the feeling of shooting it always feels like interesting just a lot of just kind of damage going down on a spreadsheet you know uh because there's so many area of effect things going on and it's just like a lot of numbers being splashing everywhere that feel a little incomprehensible now, yeah. when I played it with you and – so, like, actually, I think this adds to my point. When I was playing this with you and Brendan – and we were having a great time, by the way. You know, like, this is a fun game to zip through with some friends. There's no doubt. But it definitely felt like – you never felt like you were really integral or meaningfully overcoming anything in the battles. <laughs> like, it just sort of felt like, you know, you're zipping through it, which is a problem I have with, like, even Diablo 2, right? Where it's like it's just a mess of spells and damage that's happening until now they're all dead and we are uh-huh. still alive, but we need to do some heals. That's kind of mm-hmm. the experience, and I think it's that that is not my favorite. It's I think that's why I like the shooting and the division and even and certainly Destiny better mm-hmm. because those those engagements feel much more like crisp and every shot matters and they all feel like they land and like, you know, when somebody flies in there with their super, it makes a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, that's a preference. Like, I think that there's a, there's a trade off. I agree with you about the health bar aspect. It does. Borderlands does feel much more like a health bar, just diminishing over time. Mm -hmm. But I would say tiny Tina's feels the least like that so far. Like I do did notice an appreciable difference in the impact gun feel. Um, versus three, I thought at least. But I can it's, I can accept you know, that it's hard to quantify. I can accept that, but but um, I wanted to I, say before you go any further, I also do think they continue to refine the look. It it just looks cool. It's it's or, more it looks colorful. It's definitely more colorful. It's not. There's not a lot of great art design to me going on in Borderlands. Oh, I disagree. I, yeah, we don't agree on this. I I don't think uh, yeah, a lot of. Okay. I don't think a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't love think a lot this of great. <laughs> 
I don't think a lot of great design work is happening here. I think it, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a bad-looking game. But, again, it's a AAA franchise. They spend a lot of money on it, and it's mostly bright colors and sort of, to me, like uh, slight updates on what they've already done. Like they're not really going for it. I thought even the 2D art, like the stained glass windows on the menus and load screens, was just really stylish and awesome. So yeah, yeah we, we just, just disagree. We just don't see that. Um, I, I, but back to your, you're finishing a thought before. I'm I, trying to remember. Uh, oh, uh, the reason I said that it's less rewarding is in part because they were trying to fuse this medieval warfare thing with like your guns. So a lot of your guns are sort of like crossbow adjacent and stuff, um, mm. which made for less fun gun experiences in the early game. And that might have just yeah, put, those like, are the best up. guns. Yeah, and that Th- might have just those were the best guns me. early game. Yeah, 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 I, and they I, weren't that good. I noticed know? that. I noticed that in this game is that it seemed like everyone. <laughs> well, and, well, it's not it fun. seemed like everyone you know? had the same yes, kind of for a long growth. time. Uh, like zero to ten, you were like crossbows because that's the best kind of gun. That's always true in Borderlands. Like there is always a good guns for good care like for different characters like a hyperion weapon which is well known to add elemental damage like that's great for a build like a a siren you know usually is doing elemental damage anyway so it like it adds to that particular build but in this one because they wanted i think because they're doing the multi-class thing and they want everyone to have more of a fun experience in that zero to 15 range because if you go back and play like if you go back and play borderlands 2 like 0 to 20 is a slog it's that's the rough. thing that's the thing about all uh, these and this is less games. rough this I, is less rough yeah. yeah i it's less rough but i still would say i wish i got more cooler guns earlier but yeah. i have to temper that because i don't like grinding so if it was too you know i'm sure there's people who are like no it was a reasonable amount of grinding to get the exactly. guns and and yeah it just depends on your temperament i think for that sort of thing but i will say after slogging through the grind and getting there i got guns that i thought were really cool like i got a cannon that shot cannonballs of lava that had an alt fire that was rocket launchers like that's pretty neat i don't that's know it was cool I enough agree. for me Again, I think yeah. that I think it's fair to say that the end game zany weapons are why you play this game. But yeah. and, and like every looter shooter has this problem. They have the problem of look, we need to like give you some of the mediocre weapons and stuff and like teach you the mechanics so we have a campaign for that, right? Now the problem is that Tiny Tina's campaign is boring. Like narratively boring, you know, and uh, there's arguments to be made about is it better or worse than other shooters. But like even the Divisions campaign is better. Uh, certainly Division 2's is better. And no doubt every Destiny 2 campaign for me is better. Sure. Uh, I think. and that get, But yeah. that gets us past the point where we're doing the grind to get the cool weapons because that's where they dispense all that shit is in the campaign, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think we all, yeah. I think we all agree about this. I think I know where you're going. Well, that, that was the, that's the major point, but it leads me to this other conversation I really feel like we got to right. have, which is... Which is the how good... Is it about how it feels to shoot? No, no, I already said that, and I think that's... Oh, that's okay. Because I actually still want to disagree with that. Oh, you uh, like the shooting better? 
here? I think that the shooting is more unique, and so like there's a unique crunch that happens in like Call of Duty games or right. any other f- FPS right. that you get accustomed to, and it becomes reassuring and uh, satisfying in a way. I like that it isn't in Borderlands. Okay. I like that sometimes the bullets are like this little like. Like, what's that gun? Like, sometimes it's just like it will just cut through the armor and do mm. nothing like a sniper rifle, but the damage is immense. And then other times you feel like you're destroying the planet and it's barely doing a dent. I like that you have to pay attention. It's and more RPG. It's more RPG than yeah. shooter experience. Yeah, yeah, and I think but I think a lot of people will really like the game for that. Like, I, like I don't want to disparage I, yeah. it. That's, that's totally a valid experience. I really like shooting. Um, and mm-hmm. so for me, it's not the best. But can I can I jump into one thing we haven't talked at all about that I think really matters with looter shooters? Um, well, can I just because it's organized this way? Can I also weigh in on that issue? Sure, sure. <laughs> we'll Go finally for it. get to it. Yeah. Um, because I also found the shooting uniquely satisfying in the uh, in Tiny Tina's because of the amount of chaos. And what I mean by that is specifically in this game, if a character if a monster dies, if the last hit that kills a monster is fire, right? They'll flash red as they die. If the last thing that hits them is the dark magic, whatever it's called, they'll flash purple. Cause that's the color of that elemental. Right. I don't think I've experienced anything as, as delightful or satisfying in a looter shooter to me as when Abe and I would unleash our full array of elemental attacks and a monster would die flashing rainbow colors like a goddamn disco was exploding like i loved the look of nonsensical almost acid trip-ish chaos that would erupt when you'd hit one of these mobs with our end game shit and the screen would just flash purple green red yellow and like i really it was really cool looking to me so i found the shooting satisfying in a different way not in the way where oh i shot them in the stomach and they got hit in the stomach but in a way where you're like wow the fireworks went off i killed that thing and like there were explosions in the sky i really liked that and this Mm -hmm. is why i wish this break actually perfectly lines up with what i wanted to say which is i want to talk a little bit about the end game content uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those experiences, you're right, they don't happen in a lot of these other games until you get to the end game content when they sort of really light up. And here I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, like, you want to have the best shooting group explosion experience there is in video games? At least in mm-hmm. the top ten somewhere has got to be a raid in Destiny 2, right? Like, it has to be, because they're, they're so fucking good. Now, I really like the the zany vibe of Tiny Tina's, and I bet... That when you're playing with a bunch of group, like a bunch of people, it probably does create a similar effect to say like zipping through Atheon in the Vault of Glass or something, right? Like I bet it does. But my question is, how much? Like, what are you doing after you finish the campaign that is still engaging you? And I'm asking Abe that in particular because you're still playing the game. Because I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, they have after you hit like level cap, they got like they're. Borderlands always has has uh, have these type of difficulty modifiers yeah. that will like they tried some crazy shit in Borderlands Three, but it's like it was like OP levels, you know, it was like mayhem and uh, in like Borderlands Three, there's different ways in which they can scale your difficulty, and in this one they have chaos levels, 
And so you're right. It's just more of the same grind, but that's true of any game. What you degree. are able to do is yeah. there's other DLCs. Right. Uh, I haven't played all of them, um, so I'm not the best guy to talk about it. But, like, there is a gun chase. You are chasing specific guns uh, right. for specific builds because pe- as, like, the community develops, on, whether it be on YouTube or Discord or whatnot, like, people say, like, I found this thing or I got this iteration of this one item. And then people go nuts for it because they go, okay, so that means that if I worked, if I put that with that, with that, with that, now we're doing a completely new and thing. And that's, that's every looter shooter. I mean, every and looter that, shooter has that. It's dynamic. not. It's not, though. Because it's not just number goes up, it's like discrete interactions that change. Like, yeah. That would change. And also the interactions can alter the interactions. And who you play with and who you're up against. That's like what Diablo 2, for example, a Blizz Sorcerer, that shit would crush almost everything on the map. Mm -hmm. But there's just some places you cannot go because everything is immune to ice there. Sure. You know, so it's like all of a sudden the best build in the game suddenly becomes worthless. You know, so it's like it's all about finding the perfect moment, essentially trying to find like the the first iteration of all this shit was the glass cannon and you're right that is in every franchise that is in destiny 2 that is in every first person shooter but the number of glass cannons as a concept that exist in borderlands is just you can't even compare so sorry let me just to clarify cuz I, I i don't think we're i don't think we're actually disagreeing about this but you're saying that border that tiny tina's wonderland and borderlands in general is unique in that you can get an item that creates an entirely new damage interaction and that there are threads of people who get excited about both the statistics and the iterations because they create new damage experiences, right? Unique builds. Yeah, and, I, and, number I'm, and I'm telling you that exists in all these looter there. shooters because it does. Maybe not to the but same like degree. But, like, sheer number. Yeah, yeah maybe not to the same degree. Yeah, but it exists. Um, it's just and I got to tell you that I love Destiny. I've played hundreds of hours, and I and the raids are not fun. <laughs> You're, I mean, now you're just being a troll uh, because that's, that's no, absurd. No, I want it. I bring it up because I had such a strong emotional reaction when you said, "Well, a raid in Destiny 2, without question, of course, is one of the best shooting experiences." How so? What is good about? I, I don't know how to explain it to you because you know you've. Have you even finished one? It's just I like, mean, they're they're. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, I have with you. No, we never finished one together, friend. We've played through part of one. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't actually gone all the way through. And that's all good. Right. (laughs) Well, so I just bring it up because, to me, that's a huge... So that, I think, would guide someone who's listening to this down a path. So, for example, Adam really likes Destiny 2 raids. I don't because they seem really alienating intentionally, and they have a really high barrier to entry. It's like, if you're not good, if you don't know, you just don't know. Or look it up online, or you won't know how to do it. Or well, be with someone who knows how to do it, have them wait, walk wait, wait, you through wait. it. You're, you're, you're putting all this tone on what I said, which is not what happened. <laughs> so now let me let me. No, backtrack. no, no, I'm, I'm explaining my okay, experience right. of Destiny 2 raids. It's valid. Um to me, they seem like there's a really high barrier to entry. I feel really accomplished at Destiny 2. I am baffled by how to do the raids, and they're never fun because when I try to do them with randos, the randos get mad at me and boot yeah, me. Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> I never finish them. <laughs> and it's because I'm supposed to already know that at this moment you all stand here and then you move the football there. That's and true. I'm like, well, I don't. This is not fun. This is some kind of weird 
arcane homework assignment you want me to do. I just wanted to shoot stuff. Whereas the end game content in Tiny Tina's was so much more accessible to me. It was like a friend saying, ah, don't worry, man. We're having a good time. You're doing good. This guy's blowing up in green smoke, right? That's fun. And I just, if, if that speaks to anyone out there, I think if you go down the Borderlands route, you're going to get more of like a rollicking good time. If you go down the Destiny route, you're going to get more of like the, are you a very well, serious shootist? Because you better take this very seriously, let me, sir. Let me counterpoint and, that. Um, Hold on, let me counterpoint that. That's kind of alienating to me. But let me yeah, counterpoint please that. go ahead. So that's your experience because you never played through that content with friends, whereas you did play this game with friends. If you play through those Destiny things with friends, you're not going to get this get good vibe. Now, does it exist with randos? Dude, yeah. And it's a huge problem. Like, I've experienced that and, you know, had my interactions that I'm not proud of. So I get it. But, like, I have played this game with friends. For instance, I was just in a, in a clan with some dudes who helped me get Vex Mythoclast, which took, like, two months. Like, it took a lot of time to get the Vex Mythoclast. And it is extremely rewarding to, like, get to, like, figure out how to run these raids and to, like, you know, uh, through a team building exercise, perfectly execute a raid. It's awesome. And it's extremely challenging. And you can't, like, the learning curve is the part where you need friends to get through it or nice randos, all of which exists. But I just don't want the experience there to be characterized as this get good culture because that's not actually the experience that's people who suck no playing i'm it. not blaming the culture and i have completed two raids okay, with great. friends vault of glass is the one that comes to mind um no it's not the culture i'm saying the game itself i find that for better or worse some people will like this but people should know that <laughs> that destiny 2's end game stuff has an extremely high barrier to entry. It, That's their of style does. of deploying the end yeah. game. Whereas um, I would say that the nice thing about a Borderlands style looter shooter is to reach the end game, all you do is grind. It's not, it's, it's clear what you do. You just keep doing what you're doing more. Whereas destiny goes, we're going to switch it up. For example, I just played a destiny level where I got stuck for an hour and a half. And I was like, this is so frustrating and depressing. I feel like the game doesn't want me to have fun. And I looked it up, and it turned out the solution was you have to kill five things when you're standing in light and then kill five things when you're standing in shadow. And I'm like, I never, ever, ever, ever would have thought of that or figured that out. That is use telling me don't have fun with this game. And, like, I appreciate that Borderlands is like, you're doing good, just do what you're doing. You see something, you shoot it, it dies eventually. Then you shoot more stuff after that. It's a simplicity that it's, I find very rewarding. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah. It's 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 a it's for dummies a little but bit. It's, it's I mean, I think dummies. that on the highest level, it's not for dummies. Well, yeah, I mean, on the highest level, you could look at some of these YouTubers who talk about like the unique interactions on like, well, like this procs this, this procs this. It is insane. They're pulling out math. You know, it's like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it takes to get good. Uh, Borderlands, it's true. To get to the final stages of the game, you don't have to truly get good. I mean, you have to have some competence in, like, you have to hit uh, yeah. your opponent. But, like, if you don't have a crit build, it's not the, like, craziest I don't, uh, and I don't think that's bad, by the way. Damage. I think that's actually a, a, a good feature of this game. I think it's a good yeah, feature. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only, I, yeah. I actually haven't even made the point I was trying to make, like, 15, oh, 20 minutes ago. Which is that the end game content here is uh, 
there's not a lot of actual new stuff to do after you finish the campaign. There's basically like you can rank up or finish uh, like side quests. And then there's a thing. Yeah, you do the same stuff yeah, yeah. over again. And there's a yeah. thing called. You do the same yeah. stuff. There's a thing called the Chaos Chamber, which is uh, randomized dungeons. Mm-hmm. Did you do any of that? Mm-hmm. Did you play any of the Chaos Chamber? I have a little bit. Uh, was yeah, it fun? I played some. I, I, th- I thought yeah, so okay. because it's more iterations of the same. Okay. You're right. But oh, it's I'm not better criticizing stuff, harder that. enemies. I'm just saying. Uh, there's also DLCs, though. Right. Don't discount that. I'm not, I understand I'm not that. That's. That. Uh, that I was my favorite. Uh, the analogous thing in Destiny, I think, was one of my favorite things in Destiny: the Prison of Elders, where you just went into randomly generated. I, I think Horde mode is actually Always great. Love that. Uh, I think Horde. I, yeah. I'm just like clarifying what exists in the game. Uh, yeah, and you know, contrasting it with true. a lot of these looter shooters, and I'm not even going to use Destiny because clearly that there's heat there now to that. So I'll use Division Two. Division Two has an end game feature that's basically this like middle wasteland zone where it becomes a pvp experience which is different than the the pve experience that got you there um and Mm. it's that's an interesting call i think that's what makes the interactions more complex and variables that you start playing against humans mostly right and that's like the idea of creating a a more complex or uh unique or new systems endgame experience doesn't exist in this game really it doesn't sound like so like for instance the though we have different feelings about the destiny raids or the dungeons or the strikes or whatever mm-hmm. they they actually mm-hmm. give you a bunch of different ways to experience gameplay in the end game even though the campaign itself is actually a little bit more straight line like a to b right. because they're yeah, building yeah. toward that experience that's the that's the key, the key experience there and I would say right. Division Two, same deal, right? Where like you're playing through this PvE campaign, the story is you know fine, and then but the actual experience to keep playing, that's the looter part of it, is is playing against people in this uh, more complex mm. area because that's where like you know the challenge part is in the game. The, that's true. Borderlands doesn't, Borderlands have, doesn't that. have that. They, exactly. It's never. It's. I mean, I think which I see as a positive. Okay. you can do but yeah, PvP, but doing. like no one does uh, because yeah. I think it's not built for it. Like you said, there's no game modes for it. But uh, I'll be honest, it's never really truly worked on me in any type of game. Like where the end game strategy is just like doing quests and shit right. where it's like run over here, get that right. thing, run over there, get that thing. I like the streamline thing of you're in a room, keep a bunch of baddies are here, kill it and then you'll be done and then they'll give you stuff. So like even the game modes of Borderlands throughout the franchise and including this one, um, you'll have like arenas that you go in. Where it really does feel like closer to something like a MOBA. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to be here and I have to take wave after wave after wave. And if I survive, that's, I did it. I get the cookie. Uh, and <laughs> you're, you're right. There isn't a lot of variance in Borderlands in that regard. Well, because they've focused on one thing and excelled well, They're very good at, they're, like, they're very good at the, it's going to get zanier and you're going to keep being able to min-max and create unique damage combinations. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only reason I'm even harping on this is just uh, because I don't really like this game. So I'm like trying Dude. to explain why I don't really like this game, but also be fair is that like ultimately what it's selling you is like, look at all the wacky ways you can create damage. But my drawback on it is, yeah, but I don't like the actual act of shooting as much as I like it in other games. And there's right. and and as you said, the experience is actually kind of limited. 
Like it's kind of just running through these. I mean, it's limited in the way that I would also say like Destiny 2 is very limited because it doesn't have like the number just goes up and it doesn't have unique interactions in terms of the guns. You can talk it, about it the does, strengths and but, weaknesses but I, of it, of all of this stuff. It's just your taste, right? No, I, I, I think that's a little bit reductive for what that experience is because of all the complex mechanics that get introduced in those end game experiences like standing on switches and different kinds of like capture the flag yeah. and passing balls. And back I and couldn't forth. give right, right. Of course. And that's all good. Right. That. I couldn't yeah. care less about standing on the switches or catching. And, and that's all good. The but light you guys are or PVP in. generally. Right. That's all good. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like that is a more inner interesting interaction to you or a better. Utility it is. Of and I think play the engine than the, unique gun be unique and i think this is where i know i'm i know i'm like sort of stirring a hornet's nest with this next comment and i'm not trying to be no, a dick. i love it i Fucking think come that at looter it. shooters have an obligation to create an interesting end game experience that has variety for the purpose oh, of i know for i know <laughs> for the purpose tiny of, tina's no, does do that, that. I, I just we're disagreeing about that because like there, you're really just sort of running through the missions over and over. Every looter shooter has that. <laughs> don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but they didn't yeah. really put a lot of effort into creating new types of challenge, any kind of PvP component, Wait, any er, of that. You know, don't you do the raid over and over and over the same raid? Over no, and there's over? like six or seven raids. But yes, but right, also and you yes. do them over and over. Well, yeah, they're not. There's six or seven missions that you do over and over. But like not, I do, well. I really do think it comes down to taste. You're saying that it's limited, but it's really not. The end game is very differentiable. In the way that Abe and I keep telling you, the guns create different interactions that refreshes the experience of going through the same material. It's just they are playing their variables on a different plane than Destiny, which plays its variables on the different ways PvP can interact. I wouldn't call either endgame more or less limited than the other. They just vary different axes of their system, right? No. We don't. We and don't agree all about all that. But, old, but I hear you. I hear you, and I and I see we've come to an impasse. All I can say is my genuine experience is, I have I play Destiny a lot, and the more I play it, the worse I feel about myself as a That's gamer. Fine. And it was super. Ref- <laughs> it's not fine. That's not the experience I want from that product. Um, and then when I play, when I had to play Tiny Tina's to cover it for this, I was like. R- surprisingly refreshed by the fact that the game didn't make me feel bad like that i was grinding but i was being rewarded for it instead of being like left out of something or like you don't understand it you can't progress it was just like keep shooting keep shooting i loved that i understand what you're saying mike i also do think that like in the same way that i had like a horrible experience in tiny tina's with like the crashes and stuff like it's obviously peppered by your experience that there's no way to get around that. Absolutely. I've never, I didn't play a lot of destiny uh, for a myriad of reasons. I, but it's, I, th- I think when we get back to the argument, I think deep down, I do agree with Michael. It is a thing about taste. I don't think that the variety that you're talking about is the variety that everyone seeks. And that's the cru- crucial difference is that you're right. That the variety you're talking about is better for you because it's the right variety. But for us, or at least for a player like me, I care only about the builds. And like in this case, it's just the currency is guns. Uh, I don't care about, like I hate, red. like uh, for example, I love Red Dead, love it, right? Completely different game. 
But the way in which they, quote, revolutionize quests, you know, is, like, fundamentally flawed to me. Because they only have one interaction that they really can do. Which is, you go to a place and you go to a different place with a thing now. Like, you picked up a thing. It's very limited. You know, have it. Yeah. It's very limited and and there's no way around that. Like, there's no, like, new thing under the sun that exists in terms of questing that it's like, this totally changes everything. It's like, no, you go and grab a thing and you take it. So I'm not looking for new variety of ways in which I can do that strategy. Likewise, I'm not looking for PvP. There's not a lot there for me in Destiny 2. Um, so I really do think it's a taste issue. Okay. Understood. That's just. I mean, I, yeah. I can't say that it's not a taste issue. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think we've hit an impasse on this issue. So how about we take a little break for some commercials? And we come on back with Keeper Delete. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And we're back for our final segment called Keep or Delete. Uh, where we express whether this makes the celestial hard drive. Uh, I think we should start with Abe because I think it's the most predictable. <laughs> and I like to save <laughs> surprises certain. for last. Oh, really? Abe, what do you think? You keep and deleting Tiny Tina's? Uh, the aliens. I think I'm going to surprise everyone. I'm going to say delete, to be honest. Oh, oh what? Uh, Are you like, serious? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I don't think it's the best in the Borderlands franchise. Oh. Uh, uh, is it, is I not? Think I thought it, you said it was. No, uh, no, I, I, I think that there's there's a, still a lot of flaws. The uh, the crashes really got to me. Um, mm. There's a lot of interactions like that. I also here's the thing. I also I don't have as much time as I used to. So I can't put a thousand hours into this game. 
You know, I just can't. So uh, it won't be as beloved. And for all the problems of story in Borderlands 3, I think that's the one that you keep. Uh, or Borderlands 2 even, that's the one you keep. Um, this one is very polished, but uh, it doesn't have all the things that I need from the looter shooter. Man, I'm happy with Diablo 2. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with a game that has no quality that's life That's another game we should all. talk about, because uh, that's right, a really right. important game and looter but shooter very close made it on the made it on the runners up list but i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna i'm gonna delete it mm. okay okay i'm surprised by that adam who now who now you you pick uh you want to go next no, or last I, i'll go next because not gonna surprise anybody uh i'm gonna delete this i but i it's yeah, i promise you it's not out of spite uh i i just don't uh yeah i just I thought this was kind of a mediocre game. I I, uh, I would be open to reconsidering. Well, we've never done an episode on Borderlands three. We could talk about it. I'd be open to talking about Borderlands two because of it's more fun and the narrative's better. But I really didn't like the shooting that much in that game. Um, so maybe we need to do an episode on Borderlands three. It would be weird if nothing from Gearbox's world here ever made it on the hard drive. It's such a big formative piece of culture in video games. I agree. That's weird. I agree. Uh, but I also don't love these games, and maybe that's just like, well, it is our hard drive. Uh, I don't know. I try. I like to try to be fair when I delete stuff or when I keep stuff, but I don't think this is the best of that franchise at all. I, I yeah, I think Borderlands 3 maybe get deserves a look, or maybe 2 again. I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm deleting I think 2 is probably the word yeah. to it, but that's just because I'm an old man. Well, we, but... <laughs> If, yeah, I mean, this doesn't matter, but if you ever look on, like, you know, best games of all time lists, it's never three, and it's never one. It's always two. Of course. You know? So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts. What about you, Swam? Are you keeping it? I'm on record stating that I don't care for Borderlands 2 or 3, and that remains true, uh, mainly because of what you're talking about. I really don't like the feeling of backtracking, a lot of traveling, uh, and a lot of shooting and just watching health bars drain. Tiny Tina's addressed all those things for me, and it is the most fun I've ever had with a looter shooter. I think it's my favorite looter shooter. I'm going to delete it. Because oh, if, <laughs> wow. if, uh, Because um, to me, the simple fact that the writing is that egregiously bad is <laughs> holds it back from that's literally it i would absolutely keep it and i still think it's my favorite looter shooter but uh i don't know why i can't as a writer a professional like as someone who's striven to be a comedy writer I, I can't put a script like that on the drive and give it to the aliens. It's the script, you guys. It's the script. What if the aliens read it and they're like, this is and bad. And they're like, this is what they think is funny. That's, and that's, so <laughs> this, I do it. think this was an episode, this was an episode where things really did boil down to our personal tastes and like very personal aspects of our being. Because I think mm -hmm. uh, I, I really would keep this and I want Adam to know how much I love him and that I'm not keep, I like, I wouldn't keep this to oh, spite I know you. Wouldn't you. Do that. I'm saying what I really no, I believe, I'll but, uh, I'll delete it all. I'll no, no, no. I don't take it. But I would just to be clear. I, I know there's tension. Everybody can tell there was tension for me. The tension of this episode has nothing to do with like, how dare you like this game? It's not that like for me, the tension was like, wait a minute, we're mischaracterizing destiny. That's what bothered me about it. 
It has nothing like mm. uh, I can't say this experience was not what you said it was for you. I'm surprised. But like I also think there's I think that you guys playing together uh really brought all the good things about the game forward. It up. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like I think that's, that's great. True. You know what I mean? Like who am I including you know? glossing over the script? But I will say now that I'm sitting here in the sober light of the celestial hard drive thinking does it belong on, um uh, my brain goes, Oh, but the script and I go, Oh, that's right, delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just my taste when it comes to gearbox. Is it just writing. the jokes? Is it just that, or is it the is it the boring? That's narrative? literally it. I really want. I I I'm yearning. My gut tells me to keep this game. Wow. Um, but I'm not going to because of what I just said. That's so surprising uh, to me. And and to reiterate and just be super clear, all I was ever trying to characterize is my experience yeah, of fair. Destiny. It makes me feel alienated. And I th- I believe I said the design of it is inherently alienating. I shouldn't have said that. I feel that way when I interact with it. Other people may not feel that way. Right, and I, I don't like... <laughs> we're having like a little heart to heart now. I just don't like having to defend Destiny on it. podcasts and art about Destiny. I'm like, oh, fuck me, man. Now I have to do all this stuff. Mostly because I... Uh, because I... First of all, I know everybody gets frustrated with how much I bring that game up. But because I don't think there's a better looter shooter game out there than destiny 2 yet and i've tried a few of these other weirder ones that we didn't talk about at all like uh like uh we talked about the division we didn't talk about stuff like uh like we did deep rock galactic we did a stream on that that's technically a looter shooter uh i haven't played gunfire but like mm-hmm. warframe yeah. is a game i tinkered around with just a little bit Warframe. You know, yeah. talk uh, about like just spreadsheets yeah and man. like from space and hand cannons virtuoso like so there's a bunch of these games and like i really think destiny 2 stands out from that franchise and uh i still i want games to create surprising new experiences which is what i was arguing about for the raids and dungeons and stuff but i can't say that that makes them better or good and i did kind of say the game is obligated to do that uh Mm-hmm. So okay, I can retract that piece. I just think they're. Bad. I think it had to come up because it it is the premier looter shooter, and that's why it right. well and takes it, the rocks well, right. The thing that makes it's standing at the top of the mountain. Yeah, and the thing that makes Tiny Tina so intriguing to me that you guys liked it so much is that, uh, contrary to these other games, the it doesn't have a unique end game experience that is an alteration of the campaign experience. You know what I mean? Like it does. Like most other looter shooters are. At, the campaign is training mode for like now it's a PvP game or now it's a mixed P, you know, right. PV, PvE yeah, yeah. PvP game, and that's weird. Uh, but you know we talked about that, so I'm just clarifying all that for those of you who are listening mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. "Why are they? Why is it getting so heated?" That's why. If it if it felt heated, well, I like when it gets heated because it gives us a chance to demonstrate how you. Uh, resolve that in an emotionally <laughs> res- respectful way. Right, right, right. Which we also are capable of doing and modeling for well, the you listeners. Know what's, I mean, you're welcome. Sure. <laughs> some good writing, unlike Borderlands. Wow. <laughs> See, we're still friends. Still dunking. See how that works? Still out there. And I put thousand hours I mean, you, in this I game. think what is very telling is like, you went after Destiny 2 and I got a little emotional about it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a fucking minute. And I think you gotta, I, I do think, Adam, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about our feelings, and that makes me feel yeah. good. Uh, but I do think you need to think about that <laughs> a little bit, Adam. 
how much destiny. I'm going to think about any criticism. The chat yeah. we're gonna have after this you podcast. Suddenly, destiny. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. Over. You're gonna have a just a huge thing. Just gonna think all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for uh, trolling well, as as you are wont to do, my my beautiful friend. Uh, I love yeah, it. I, I love you. Tiny both. Tina's didn't make the cut, but our friendship Still. did. Hey, this is the ending we all hope for. Hey, hey, <laughs> awesome. So if you love Abe's trolling and his silly little trolly face and all the trolling he does you can find him trolling us over at patreon.com slash small beans which you should plug at every opportunity (laughs) oh i do and i am watch me do it yeah um that's where adam and i and abe and a bunch of our other friends all co-host a number of additional podcasts in various combinations so if you only know us from one upsmanship and you're intrigued uh, maybe check out patreon.com slash small beans where we have shows like Spielboys, Director Peace Theater, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames. Mostly movies. It's mostly it's podcasts mostly movies. about movies. There's some yeah. music in there. Uh, music. You know, you know m- friendship. Prose. Uh, fiction. That's right, prose. Wellness. Yeah. Fiction. Wellness. Depression. Just pop culture. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week on another One Upsmanship. Work complete. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.